If Dolly Parton's words resonate with you, and you're thinking that maybe it's time you escaped the 9 to 5, then you're really going to enjoy today's conversation with Anna Lundberg as we discuss how to create a successful leap from 9 to 5 to your own business. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. Today, we're going to be talking about getting out of that nine-to-five routine. My guest, Anna Lundberg, is the founder of One Step Outside, where she helps experienced corporate professionals from around the world build businesses and create a lifestyle that allows them an unimagined sense of freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment, all outside the nine-to-five. Like me, she's a former corporate marketing person. And so I think we're going to have a lot of fun today. Anna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Lorraine. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. Anna, as you are working with folks and trying to get them to think about their life differently, what are some of the first things that you ask people who are planning to leave their nine to five? Or what are some of the things that you tell them that they should be thinking about? Oh, that's a great question. So many things. <laughs> it depends, of course, on where they are in the process. I, I guess if someone's a bit nervous about it, they sort of decided that they know they want to do it. You know, it's still quite scary. There's all those common fears that, you know, I'm sure you've experienced and, and myself as well in terms of fear of failing and people judging us and making mistakes and ruining our career prospects forever and maybe, you know, I'm not entrepreneurial and it won't work and so on and so on. One of the reassuring things I say is always there is no right answer. So it's up to you to decide what it is you want to do. No one's going to force you to quit your job, for example. No one's going to force you to set up a business. You get to decide (laughs) yes or no at every moment and you can always make a different decision. So I think we tend to think in these black and white terms, either I'm over here, you know, in this, let's say, corporate job, working really, really hard, maybe not so fulfilling, not so meaningful, or I'm all the way over there on a beach in Bali, you know, living my best life, having a pina colada. And there's, of course, many scenarios in between. So I think the biggest reassuring message is there is no right answer. You get to decide and also that you can take those little steps. You mentioned my brand is one step outside and I'm such a fan of taking those little, it's not so sexy, but it's um, little, very effective Mm -hmm steps um, over time rather than necessarily take that massive scary leap. Absolutely. You know, one of the things that you said, and there was a lot of good advice in there, but one of the things you said that really resonated with me is the idea that there's not one right answer. I had a boss back in my corporate days and we were arguing about, should we go A or B? And he finally threw his hands up and he said, it doesn't matter. And I was like, what do you mean it doesn't matter? He says, whichever direction you pick, as long as you commit to it will be the right one. And I I think of that when, as you're talking about people thinking like, well, do I have what it takes? Should I do this? Shouldn't I? Some of it is just, you know what, I'm going to do this and really going after it. A hundred percent. And you know, humans are so resilient. And exactly as you said, we adapt to whatever situation we have. As soon as we make one choice, all the other parallel universes sort of fall away. And this is the one we're committed to. And we make this the right choice we can Mm -hmm. never know what would have happened with any of the other things and anyway we can't change them so we exactly as you say we just go with that path another thing I think is and again I'm sure you have the same coming from that kind of corporate academic background is we always have those pros and cons and lists of rationale and reasoning (laughs) but these kinds of things you know leaving your job moving countries 
um, starting a business, changing direction in your business, that they can't be made with just rational arguments. You know, it's very um, instinctual. It's very much your intuition and sort of an emotional side, which is quite hard for us to to explore, but so critical. When I quit my own job in 2013, it was such a gut feeling that that was the right thing to do, even though on a rational level, it sounded like a crazy thing to do. So you really have kind of these five pillars of a successful exit plan, you know, getting ready to walk away from that corporate job and moving into a life of an entrepreneur and and maybe a little bit of that uh, uncertainty. I'm sure like you, I have seen a lot of people who make that move and then go back because it wasn't sustainable. How do you lay the foundation so that when you make this move, it's something that you can stay with. I think that's such a powerful way of looking at it. And it's something that I've realized relatively recently. You know, I was for a long time talking only about that decision. And, and for me as well, the one decision of quitting and ta-da, we have made that incredible, scary choice. We're now free. We're going to have this incredible life and that's it. And of course, as you know, that's only the very first step. And as it turns out, I see a lot of people struggling with the later steps so we make that one decision of either starting a side hustle alongside of our work or even quitting and deciding to do something different but it's so easy to be tempted back into applying for similar jobs or to start questioning maybe this wasn't the right thing and even if we have a lot of savings and confidence the months pass and the money isn't coming in and it's very easy then to panic and go back mm-hmm. to something, you know, latch on to sort of the closest thing. And that might be going back to a full-time job or it might be going to say yes to contracts and freelance work and so on that, again, is very close to what we know. Now, at least that is a step in the right direction, but it's not what we were after to begin with. So laying those foundations is so important. And the first pillar is really my big passion, my core philosophy, which is what I call reimagining success, which is, again, what we were just talking about. It's really defining what do you want from a big picture perspective in your life? What does your business look like? Again, there's no right answer. And how does that fit into your life? Because having that clear vision, as I think we know, is what's going to motivate us to give us that big why, the reason to put in all the hard work Mm. that we know we're going to have to put in. Absolutely. Okay, so step number one, reimagining success. What's the second pillar? The second pillar is very much around your mindset. So again, funnily enough, you might expect me to talk lots of business strategy and branding and so on, especially from my marketing background. But the first two are really the clear (laughs) vision and then the mindset and developing our confidence and resilience. So again, through those inevitable dips, it's a roller coaster ride, especially at the beginning. One day we have 10 possible clients, the next day we have none and vice versa. We need to keep the faith, need to keep believing that we will eventually make it work. We need to swallow our ego when we inevitably have those little failures. And then we need to be resilient and and strong and and keep going, even though no one turned up to our webinar or nobody bought our program. We're just going to keep showing up, keep tweaking, keep working on it, keep talking to people until we get to the yes. You know, one of the things I have learned is that even after doing this, I've, I've been out of corporate 18 years and there are still days that I have to remind myself that, okay, that 
didn't work yesterday, but if I make this adjustment, it can work today. And it never goes away. That need to continually, I think, be resilient and recognize that your business is going to be a roller coaster. I had someone once say to me that owning a small business is like riding a roller coaster. It's a great ride if it doesn't make you sick to your stomach. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And as you say, you know, it's not just when you're starting out, right? It might be you're thinking about that early on. But as you said, you've been in, in business for over a decade and it's still the case, right? So I think these are principles that are, you know, evergreen that, that we I certainly return to even though I've been in business for several years now as well. So we've got those first two. We've got the vision. We've got the mindset. What's number three? Yeah, so three is getting into the nitty gritty of the actual business. So that's really developing the right business model. And again, there's no right answer. Of course, there are principles and there are things that work and don't work. But really, this is the foundation of what your business is going to look like, What, how it's going to be structured, who are the clients you're working with, products, services, how are you going to market it and so on. And of course, anchoring that in your vision of what you want the business to look like. Because again, there's lots of different ways you could structure it. Um, and it's about making it work for you. So if you want to be traveling the world as a digital nomad, for example, you probably don't want to have a business model that requires you to be in person in London every day, right? And you don't want to be commuting and so on. And likewise, if you want to do lots of face-to-face and and you do want to work with people in person, then probably your business shouldn't be online only. That's oversimplified, but you can understand that the right business model has to be based around your vision for what you want the business to look like, as well as, of course, what the market can bear and and all of that important, concrete, tangible strategies as well. We've got vision mindset. We've got the right business model. What's next? So number four is finally my favorite thing and yours, I imagine, marketing, which is really coming up with the long-term platform for your brand. So this is important, whether you're starting a business or changing business or even having a career, you know, having that platform where you're known for what you do, you're a go-to person, you have the credibility the network and people are coming to you rather than you having to sort of hustle and constantly chase people. And that long-term platform is going to really last your whole career, whatever twists and turns your business and so on go through. So building your long-term brand rather than just working on, okay, getting that next client next week. Absolutely. And that is the gift that keeps on giving. As your business matures, it's like a snowball rolling downhill. It continues to build. If you've got a nice center, everything you do kind of adds to that over time. Absolutely. And again, you know, when I first started, it, it felt like such an uphill struggle to get people. But after a few years, as you say, people come to me and they say, you know, I've been following you for years and watching your videos and reading your emails. So to everybody out there who's at the beginning of the journey, bear in mind that it will come. And as you say, that snowball effect is coming for you if you're taking those little steps every day, every week. Okay, we are running short on time, but let's do number five. What's the last pillar for success for a sustainable business? Number five, again, one of my passions, but it's making it work for you. And I call it work-life integration lots of people you know have heard of work-life balance but really this is creating a business that's integrated in your life you have clear boundaries between when you're working when you're not working um but really you're making it work within the hours you want to be working so focusing on the right priorities you're not burning out you're not getting migraines from all the stress and so on but really making it work for your health for your family and everything else that's important in your life terrific Anna thank you so much this has been just such a great conversation you've really boiled down a lot of the keys to starting a business into a very quick conversation yes thank you it feels very short doesn't it but hopefully that gives a little bit of insight and maybe people can see which of those five pillars is the area they'd like to focus 
focus on most going forwards. Absolutely. And I'm going to encourage all of my listeners, if you've enjoyed Anna's comments today, be sure to check out her Reimagining Success podcast and also look for the book, Leaving the Corporate 9 to 5 Stories from People Who've Done It and How You Can Too. Anna, we'll have links to both the podcast and the book in our show notes. Thanks again for being a part of the show. Thanks so much. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you're looking for other ideas for new business owners or existing business owners, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz and look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. Invite a friend, share a review, and come back next week. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.